So give me some new information. Some new information? Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, I don't know, I've got two things that I want to tell you. And I'm going to hopefully get a chance to tell you both of them. But I want you to decide which okay. one to start with. You're going to give me titles? Yeah. Perfect. So one is called um, Petrol Station Ruckus. Okay. And the second one is called How Is That Art? Let's go with Petrol Station Ruckus. Okay, Petrol Station Ruckus. So this is the second Petrol Station um, story that I've had. in. I think I did one in you the last many episode. Pods, yeah. yeah. But this one is significantly better. Or worse, depending on how you look at it. So I'm at exactly the same petrol station I was at this time last episode. I think you should avoid this I, I'm going to genuinely now. And I was in there. It was a Sunday. And I'd worked on the Sunday. And I was coming back and was just stopping off for some supplies. Okay. Go into the store. Can hear a ruckus. But obviously, a yeah, a kerfuffle. Can't really sort of. Obviously, I'm kind of oblivious. Undistinguished to it. in the periphery. Yeah, yeah. Get whatever I get. I think it was a ham and coleslaw sandwich. Did Go into the queue, and two in front. So there's like me, big pink shirt dude. <laughs> right. There's two non-white, non. English dudes, right, right, and then what? Uh, someone who I'm going to call motorbike man, right? Okay. So motorbike man. This is the first part of the conversation that I pick up on. Motorbike man is accusing Mr. A and Mr. B of, from what I gather, taking a guzzle from a drink and putting it back on the shelf. Right, okay. Right. Now, I want you to remember that. Right. Because as the story unfolds, I think it becomes more important for you to remember what they are actually arguing about. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So, Motorbike Man is fucking furious about the fact that Mr. A and B have taken a schnurfel of water and put it back on the shelf. Mr. A and B are accusing motorbike man of being racist right now I did not hear a racist comment but that does not mean that one do didn't exist okay. but from what I could hear there was nothing overtly racist being said at the time right but to say that motorbike man is pissed off would be an understatement motorbike man is absolutely furious Okay. And they're they're getting kind of loud. Mr. A out of Mr. A, Mr. B, is trying to provoke Motorbike Man. He's kind of laughing at how pissed off Motorbike Man's getting, and saying, you know, you're being racist. Motorbike Man wants everyone in the shop to know that he is not being racist, and keeps repeating, oh, "I'm not a fucking racist." Then adds, "I'll show you a racist if you want." And I thought, does he have like a Nazi uniform in his bike? <laughs> I was gonna say pelmet. That's what it was called. Bike hold holster. I was like, that's a weird statement to make. But anyway, like, 
I don't know, what does a racist look like, you know? <laughs> I don't even want to know. Um, it gets so a chart out. It gets more... It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a typical skit. It's a picture of... This is the more <laughs> formal Nazi. It's a picture of Tommy Robinson. <laughs> and this is the modern British. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's getting more and more heated. Motorbike man turns around and says, I'm going to fucking kill you. Okay. And in the background I'm thinking, this seems a bit extreme. Anyway... Pink Polo, who's in front of me, is a big dude. Big beard, yeah. big dude. Big and he turns to me and he's like, I think we're going to have to step in. And I'm like, I mean... Is this because... Did he have a beard? Yeah, he had a beard. So you... you beard, beard, the we, beard, beard brotherhood. The beard bond <laughs> happened. The beard brotherhood he came together. Out, he saw the beard and he was like, you. You, you, are, you the are the one to assist So you. I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, fine. Beard brother. So motorbike man gets all up in Mr. A's face, right, and is essentially like trying to grab him, and they have this kind of like grab grapple. Right. So me and Pink Polo step in and separate the situation. Hmm. Pink Polo takes care of Mr. A, and Mr. B. I get up in motorbike face, motorbike man's face, and I'm like, "You need to chill. <laughs> like, tell that bitch to be cool. Yeah, this is ridiculous." Calm down, man. Just calm down. Yeah. And he's getting all aggy with me. I'm like, don't get aggy with me. Just calm down. There's no need for this. And Motorbike Man is like seething with anger. And there's obviously loads of swearing and kerfuffling and all sorts. Yeah. Anyway, p- um, Motorbike Man goes to the counter and get, grabs what I think was a coffee. As he's leaving the shop, he said, you just wait. When you get outside, you just fucking wait. And he's getting really angry. Mr. A and Mr. B are just kind of palming it off. Anyway, right. Mr. A and Mr. B walk to the counter. Pink Polo walks the other side. I walk to the front. So all three of us are being served at the same time. Right. I'm stood next to Mr. A and Mr. B. This like 16-year-old nipper is stood serving me. And you can tell that he's a bit like shaky about it yeah. and, and he, he just says to me he goes um, I don't know why they're so angry it's a really nice Sunday afternoon and I was like <laughs> oh. yeah you're right mate it is oh. you're absolutely right there's no need for it it's just ridiculous Mr A and Mr B are being served by check here lady let's call her Sue so Sue is dealing with Mr A and Mr B yeah. Sue says to Mr A and Mr B why don't you just wait in here until motorbike man fucks off. Yeah. Mr. A starts shouting at her, saying, why should I? Why should I? I'm not a coward. I'm not a fucking coward. And kind of pointing at her. So I then go turn to Mr. A and I'm like, dude, you need to calm down. She's trying to be helpful. You don't need to talk to her like that. You don't need to shout at her. Mm. So Mr. A's like, man, fucking says something. And I'm like, I'm starting to get fucking angry <laughs> Pink Polo is starting to get angry as well And let's just say If I was to fight any of them individually I would not want to mess with Pink Polo <laughs> yeah. He was fucking huge <laughs> right? Anyway The Pink Polo <laughs> really shit wrestler We're Coming in at 764 pounds <laughs> His tag team partners <laughs> <laughs> They weigh 2,000 pounds Um <laughs> So, anyway, I was going to say, long story short, <laughs> that's not how this works. Um, I turn, Mr. A and Mr. B go outside, motorbike man 
full pelt tries to run one of them over. <laughs> and I just audibly just shout, what the fuck? <laughs> and Polo, Pink Polo comes over and he, he just looks at me and goes, come on. I was like, we're not, a t- we're not a pair of bodyguards. Like, why is this my problem? Anyway, so... I pay for my shit, I walk to the door, Polo's in front of me, Polo goes out, door shut, automatic doors, I go to go through and they've locked everyone in. <laughs> and there's like a uh, motorbike man swinging punches, Pink Polo and an, another, I, I guess one of his other bodyguards, <laughs> has come and wrestled motorbike man to the floor. So I'm just like, oh, fucking hell. This woman's next to me, she's like, I'm not fucking having this. I was like, why are you kicking off? You just, everyone be cool. So they open the doors. I go out. Pink Polo says to me, where were you? (laughs) I goes, I was stuck in, I was stuck in here, mate. So then me and Pink Polo all of a sudden are getting aggy with each other. I don't even know you, Polo man. So, obviously, I watch for a bit. It all kind of calms down. Mr. A and Mr. B are fucking screaming at each other. Woman in the car who was with Mr. A and B, she's fucking screaming. Motorbike man's kicking off, blah, blah, blah. Then two things kind of hit me. Now, I know this is a light-hearted podcast. Yeah. But two things kind of hit me and really kind of put something into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, Motorbike Man, when he, they finally kind of calmed him down, but they were holding him because obviously he's just tried to run one of them over. It's on CCTV, the police have been called, they're on their way, there's an so issue. Yeah. there's a problem. As they're driving away, he shouts to Mr. A and Mr. B, This is my village! Yeah. And I thought, what do you mean? Clearly you're not the mayor. So, therefore, what is it that you're there insinuating? Is clearly there is clearly some, some issue there, mm, and I thought possibly racially motivated. Yeah, and and I just thought, wow. And I know this sounds mental because I've been on sort of anti-EDL marches and and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. But it's the first time in a really long time that I saw someone in anger say something which clearly was motivated by some kind of racial hatred Mm. and it just it made me really really sad because I thought fair enough if two dudes are doing something that you don't agree with and you have a problem with them call them whatever you want call them a fucking arsehole call them a cunt call them whatever yeah but why do you need to bring that into the equation because that's irrelevant it doesn't matter it's irrelevant and then I started to think would he have reacted the same if it was two white British dudes? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Right? And the second thing that really hit me is I thought, what would he have done if he'd have hit one of them and killed them? He would have essentially, potentially gone to prison for the rest of his life, ruined his life, his family, Mr. A and Mr. B's life, their family, so on and so forth, because he was accusing one of them of drinking out of a bottle and putting it back on a shelf. Yeah. How is that worth it? Do you know what I'm saying? And, and it just made me think that in... in Honestly, all this happened. It's taken me 20 fucking minutes to explain <laughs> it. But this all happened in the space of three minutes. 
And yeah. I was like, that three minutes could have changed everyone involved's life forever. Yeah. For what? For nothing. And that's why I voted for Brexit. <laughs> That joke never gets old. <laughs> I want to make it clear, I did not vote for Brexit. Oh, neither of us did. Oh, that flappy face that comes on in the fucking programme. Fuck off. Episode 9. Yeah, man. Episode 9. The ninth. No, we can't We always again. do this and it always goes wrong. There isn't, there isn't a ninth of anything, is there? Cat, cat of Nine Tails? Pod of nine, cat pods. of nine pods. Cat of nine pod of pod pods. <laughs> Poddy pod Podly pod pod. <laughs> Wonderful. No, I was discussing the other day yeah. uh, about the distinct lack of public houses in our small naval town that we live in. Yeah. Um, I remember discussing with my late grandfather on yeah. his frequent... Pub crawls that would they'd literally he'd probably go not even 500 yards and be paralytic, yeah, yeah, because there were that many pubs, yeah, uh, and now there's not many. But I don't, I don't know if you've noticed it, but people still seem to be in the let's have a drink, have a fucking punch up in a pub mindset sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not a reason I go out. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't. I don't no. do fighting. I mean, we make it clear we come from a naval town, so there's there's a, a, a vast tradition of matlows going out getting yeah, battered, yeah. and then the locals wanted to have a fight with them. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, it's it was. I mean, it. it I think it feeds into that kind of masculine energy in that you know I um, my sort of upbringing being. I may have mentioned it before, being Glaswegian, <laughs> um, we, like, that was violence and that kind of, that's how you deal with your problem, son, <laughs> was how I was brought up. Yeah. And, you know, we've been in ruckuses before, we've been in ruckuses together, like, it's, it, and I just, I think you get to a point in your life where, I'll make it clear. I'm a terrible fighter. I don't well, like it. Well, I think, I think that's different. I have I have too much empathy to to commit to a fight. I don't know. I've seen you commit to a fight before, but that's irrelevant. I mean, that's irrelevant. I think all, I think that the 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 point is that mentality is something that I just don't understand. And I think I learned quite early on. I think even before perhaps I left school where if you think that violence is the answer mm. you have to come to terms with the fact that sooner or later you're going to get punched in the face and no one I mean I, perhaps some people do but I certainly don't like being punched in the face anymore I'm not keen on being do punched you know what I mean? in the it's face it's not good I could probably go without it oh for what? the rest of my life I could go without it yeah <laughs> and I think that I think every yeah I mean I think that I think no matter what you do, like you say, with closing down pubs and 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 you know that that culture is still rife, but I think it just depends 
it's different on, uh, geographically it's different location to location mm. you know I, I'm still people who I've met later on in my life who didn't sort of know me when I was a kind of scally bloke <laughs> you know they they pick up on the fact that if we if I'm in a pub or something and there's a dude who's overtly drunk in there I got my I'm fucking eyeballing not eyeballing him but I've got my eyes I know exactly where he is at all times yeah because that's just the way and I think we're both be, being brought up in a similar kind of way that's always yeah you always know where the loose around. cannon is yeah, yeah. you always know just in case the shots just in case something <laughs> happens and not because you want to get involved or you need to get involved but so that I know, I know you're the same because we've been in this situation before you need to protect the people that you're there with yes do you know what I mean and I think that it's like a I, hero complex almost you know, I must protect these unable humans well, I don't even think it's to do with inability necessarily it's just I like this person therefore you know I know I think we're both the same if either one of us got into a ruckus both of us could I'm sure unless you know circumstances but could handle ourselves to a certain extent hmm. but there comes a point where it's like this this needs to end now yeah. not oh I'm gonna you know you and I are gonna stand back to back like we're in some shit <laughs> fucking Jet Li movie karate chopping people you're you're Jackie Chan I'm Chris Tucker yes. like it's not like rush that. hour yeah it's not like that it's more a case of I need to remove you and I and whoever else from a negative situation in order to make sure that this thing doesn't escalate yeah it's like don't fucking punch people just walk away like don't be a dick yeah exactly there's no need for it it doesn't solve anything no and collectively you and I have been punched in the face a few times well, I had my nose broken yeah I was there I remember it was horrendous yeah I remember it was uh, not a pleasant we were out for birthday drinkings and you actually left before I got punched in the face you went home did I? we went to Emma's oh yeah I Gospel. did go yeah I went Emma's is notorious for having the stickiest dance floor. Basically, you walk in and you there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to catch chlamydia just walking in. <laughs> it? No, but it is, though. It? It's, really the is. Grimiest, oh, it's, it's, gri- it's, it's the grimiest... It's the grimiest... Yeah. You know, PVC nurse granny. Yeah, it's a disgraceful place. Anywho, the girls wanted to go there because they wanted to dance and it was late mm. and blah, blah, blah. So we all agreed. But you went, fuck that noise, I'm going home. You had yeah. some sense. Yeah, I, I wish did. I went with you. Yeah, anyway, we were out I went back night. to your house. You... I went, it was me and someone else went back to your house. You waited. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got back and obviously like, well, afterwards. Yeah, so so we're out with my, uh, my, my Polish friend, Jake, and uh, his English is great, but when he gets drunk, it gets a bit messy. Yeah. And the night has ended, everything's His English fantastic. is much better than our Polish. <laughs> oh, miles by yeah. miles. Bless him. Um, we're walking out and he's, he's talking to some chap and he's just talking, you know, he's just Jake, he's quite a friendly guy. And uh, whispering in his ear, blah 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 blah, and then out of nowhere, this guy just grabs him by the scruff of the neck and punches him square in the face. Mm. And uh, I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened? And without even batting an eye, I mean, all, all I've literally done is put my hands up in a peaceful manner and said, whoa, whoa, let's try to calm the situation. What's yeah. going on? And the guy's grabbed me around the scruff of the neck and punched square in the grid. 
and broke my nose there and then. Yeah, I remember. Which was so pleasant. You've got a lovely nose as well. I have got a lovely nose. Well, I did have. It's all <laughs> wonky. Um, there was a, 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 a fracas. Yeah, there was. There was a, a, a ruckus. And um, it all, all spanned from the fact that Jake's English let him down at the key moment. <laughs> um, what he had in tr- you know, intended in saying to this guy was, it's a shame that us guys are going home at the end of the night without female companionship. Yeah. As you may expect, it could happen on a night out. Uh-huh. What he actually said was something a lot closer to, you should be going over me. <laughs> In a sort of, to be my bitch kind yeah. of manner. Which is why the guy reacted the way that he did, so it wasn't ideal. But, it's like he said, punch him first. The dude, the dude just took what he said and just started swinging and you know it all you know there was police business yeah th- those but the, those things never I, th- I just hope I hope I think as you get older you start to realise that you know I see it in my job you see some of the lads walking around thinking they're fucking cock of the walk yeah. and you look at them and think you wouldn't last five seconds where I'm from like it just wouldn't happen no. but it's relative isn't it and my, yeah. I remember as a real as a young man I remember I got into a fight at school with this lad and I came home and we'd sort of roughed each other up a bit, nothing major, a bit of a scrap, it was all done and dusted. And I went home and was talking to my dad about it. And my dad said to me, no matter how hard you are or how hard you think you are, there will always be someone who's harder. Yeah. <laughs> so the best thing to do is keep your mouth shut and move on. And my dad comes from a... You know, grew up in in govern in the 1950s where you walked around with blades sewed into your the lapels of your jacket and carried metal combs that had been sharpened so you'd slash people's faces like that's real real shit (laughs) you know that's proper shit (laughs) and i think that you know when you come from that stock you do and it's really weird because he said to me the other day we were talking about I got into an argument with another driver and got really angry and whatever. Nothing, obviously, nothing violent happened. Mm. Or we just had an argument, and I was just saying to him, it was over. It was so pathetic. And my dad said, for the first time ever, he said to me, "Do, do you?" And he's it's his age. He's getting a bit sentimental. He's talking about me when I was a kid, and he's the least sentimental man in the world. But all of a sudden, he's done a U-turn. He's like a fucking hormonal mess. <laughs> but he starts saying, like, "Do you think?" that you when you were growing up you tried to act tough because of me because of the, the, where I came from and the fact that you know my uncle was was a gangster and have a lot of had family in Scotland who were all fucking proper Glaswegian gangsters and all this kind of stuff yeah um and I I just sort of paused for a second because it's one of those things that you don't expect it kind of yeah. hits you and you go fuck and I just said to him well, I'm a drama teacher, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it didn't have I'm much of an impact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it didn't have that much Come of an impact. Come over here and I'll recite some fucking yeah, poetry. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Life's <laughs> too short, man. It is. I went to the Tate in the London, the gallery. The in the gallery. Yeah. I've been there for a long time, and. Um, Obviously, I'm off now for six weeks, the post being teacher. Yeah. Um, so decided to have a little day trip to London. 
and went in and you can pay money to go there's a Picasso um, exhibition it's like 22 quid and I was just like nah I don't really care that much so the building's fucking beautiful it's a huge kind of austere building yeah and it's all there's there's like te- like ten floors it's mad in there if you, I, don't, I don't know if you've been I've not been I've, I've, I've seen it from yeah, the outside it's I've mad. passed it, it I, mad. I, I, yeah. right so we're kind of going around all the galleries looking at shit and, and obviously listening to people talk about it and yeah. I have a have a a fairly decent understanding of modern art, contemporary art, because of my job and that kind of thing, and studied a bit of it when I was at university. So I like to ha- think I have a bit of an appreciation for that kind of thing, yeah. or at least I, as even if I might not like something, I kind of, I try to get it. Yeah. And there's a fantastic exhibition on um, slavery and and kind of Black America. Um, which was really, really interesting and really cool. Okay. And so I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm in high spirits. And I went into a room. And I'm going to read you. I'm going to tell you what was on the wall. Okay. And then I'm going to read you the explanation. <laughs> right? I just want to gauge your reaction, how you would feel about this. And this is in the Tate. This is in the Tate. So on the wall of the Tate is a receipt from Sainsbury's, right. a till receipt, a fairly big shop, um, about f- just over 50 quid's worth of stuff. Okay. That is on the wall under Perspex in, in a part of the gallery in the tape. Right. And the explanation was this. So there's a piece of art by someone called Seal Floyer. And the artwork, bearing in mind I'm using the term artwork, is called monochrome till receipt, in brackets, white. Ink on paper on wall, 1999. And the explanation is as follows. A shopping receipt may seem like a strange thing to put in an art gallery wall. How can this be art? Rather than making a painting or sculpture, there are many artists, like Syl Floyer here, who create art from everyday things. She would like you to think about the idea behind the art rather than what it looks like. Take a closer look at the receipt. You will see that it that it's a list of objects bought from the supermarket that are all white. Imagine the objects and their whiteness and think about why it might be in a display. Whiteness? Yeah, whiteness. And think about why this might be in a display about colour. Is white a colour? It's a fucking Sainsbury's receipt! What? And I can confirm that she bought... um, a 20 pack of white dinner set, white mushrooms, white seedless grapes, Philadelphia, brie, Greek yogurt, double cream, semi skimmed milk, coconut milk, uh, Nivea cream, basmati rice, um, white asparagus, um, ibuprofen, cotton buds, Colgate, soft white rolls, mint imperials, white chocolate. White tea bags, corn flour, caster sugar, marshmallows, tic tacs, um, and corn flour. 
So I can confirm for certain that all of the things on the receipt were white in colour. Cool. Now, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% certain, but I would put quite a lot of money on the fact that Seal Floyer, the artist, is not listening to this podcast. I would assume not. But if she is, I have a message for her. Go on. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your pretentious fucking bullshit. It's what it I is. love pretentiousness. I'm a f- Do you know what I mean? I read the most pretentious plays. I'm fine with it. But that, I was like, what, what are you doing? Well, that was like... I can't remember what museum it was in, so it is almost a sort of a paraphrasing story. But there's the instance where someone dropped their glasses. Yeah. And they landed, just so happened, in a parallel fashion to the wall, under a light. And everyone thought it was an installation. Yeah. I understand that art is subjective. Absolutely, I have quite a substantial understanding of the art world itself. Yeah, of course you do. Well, you're an artist. But something I don't ever understand is why someone would take a perfectly normal, everyday thing and try and thrust it into your mind as some sort of exponential idea which is exploding. When it's not, it's an extremely simple concept. It's boring as fuck mm. I mean that receipt think about it she's boring all this stuff which is white exactly white. exactly but is white a colour is it a shade is it something I would have preferred her to put a trolley with all the stuff in it yeah exactly visually that a, would have been physical, more interesting that, that to me is art art yes like I said is subjective and it can be many different things yeah. it could be word and phrase and prose and blah 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 but if it's in a gallery, why give a wall space to a till receipt that mm. has white things on it, which, yeah, it, it could be seen as clever, it could also just be seen as a fucking till receipt. But I think you've hit the nail on the head there, because it could be seen as clever. So is it an art gallery, or is it a clever gallery? Yeah, exactly. Because that, to me, it really does differentiate. I don't like all contemporary art, I don't get all contemporary art, but like you say, art is subjective, art is a statement of of intention, I get that, I'm cool with that, I'm on board with that, but there comes a point, and it happened to me when I was at university, where you kind of think, well, as soon as you put something in a gallery, or as soon as you put something on stage, an audience or a viewer will will automatically try and decode what that means. Mm. They will automatically try and see some kind of meaning or reason behind why someone's doing it. Yeah. And that just with all the incredible pieces of art that were there, with some and some of it was equally as let's call it pretentious, but that to me was just uh, it was. And I, I, I know this makes me sound like a fucking philistine, but <laughs> afterwards I was like, I'm out. I can't do. I don't. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And I kind of saw the funny side to it at the time. Yeah. Because you do. You like the voice. Well, you know, just love the way that. The, and and the the point when I was at university, we used to do this thing called autocore, which was 
I won't bore you with the details, but essentially you make a piece of work in a week and then you perform it. Yeah. Short, snappy, and you get instant feedback. Yeah. And we were taught that you don't say, I like this or I don't like this. You, what you have to say is a critic would comment upon and then give your statement. Right. It was fucking pretentious, but fine. And I can remember seeing this, um, one of the, some of my peers did a performance, whatever. And people banged on about it for about 15 minutes, right? And I knew that they'd made it up two minutes before they performed it because I was out in the corridor with them. Right. And all the all the students were like, yes, well, I love the way you've been in there. And I was just like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not having it. And I said, if I walked on stage, dropped trowel, and squeezed out a massive shit right in the middle of the stage, what are you going to do? <laughs> no, I love the way the poo fell from the anus. It really <laughs> represents the suppression of the working classes. <laughs> and it's like, no, I just had a shit on stage. Yeah, but... You must have been in a particular kind of mindset to have a shit on stage. Subjectively speaking, it's if like, you look at no, it from an outside no, angle, it no, becomes something no, more than no. it was as a concept. Draw, make a ah! paint something. <laughs> get a fucking brush get out. Get a brush out, get a can, get some, do something. You f- <laughs> Don't be angry, don't, don't be pissed. Just sit there and put, put it, it on, on your hate list. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle's back, baby. Jingle, jingle, jangle, jingle, baby. jangle, jingle all the way. <laughs> jingle, jangle, motherfucker. Or as Jingo, as I said Jing- it off, jingle. off mic. Yeah, that might have to be the new announcement for it. Jingo. <laughs> jingo. Do the jingo. Do the jingo. Right, go on then. Uh, yeah, hate list. So, quite innocuous, but it bothers me. Mm. Um... I've got it down as felt tip pen goop. <laughs> Kudos for the word goop. Oh, goop's a great goop's word. Goop's such a good word. So you bought a pack of pens, you think they're perfectly acceptable for whichever colouring needs you have, whether it is just filling in the lines or literally writing a word, and within seconds, the end of the nib has completely given up all structural integrity. And it just starts to, like... I don't, know, I don't even know what it does. Goop. Nib. <laughs> nib. The structural integrity of the nib of a felt-tip pen. What the fuck are you talking about? But you start writing or drawing or doing whatever you're doing with your felt-tip pens, and because they're cheap, shitty, nasty pound shop specials... Well... Or, even if they are the slightly better ones you get from somewhere like The Range... L'Orange. L'Orange. You just get that shit coming off the end of it. And it bundles up. We haven't mentioned the range in ages. We went through a stage of mentioning it all the time. That and and Lidl. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. And Lidl. I kept saying that you'd said sounds like Biddle. When I listened back to the pod, it was me who said it sounds like Biddle. <laughs> I was crediting you for my fucking genius joke. <laughs> well, okay, you, sorry, Carol. So cheap. Okay, so the so, yeah. So that that just really bothers me because it's uh, I don't understand what that is. I mean. I know that it's a felt tip, so therefore it is the tip is made of some sort of felt. I mean, it's but, in the title, yeah. But why is it so Residuary. unbelievably shit that it just gives up entirely? Like, if it's all going to come off, but you're going to be left with something that still leaves the pen at the end, just have that come off in the factory and give me the bit at the end that works. I mean, fine. 
I'll allow it onto the list, but it poses a, it poses more questions than it answers. I think. <laughs> but the first question is, why are you using felt tip pens? Because I draw shit. Why don't you just use a pen? I do use a pen, but I'm not going to use a biro for everything, am I? Well, you've got like fancy fucking Stadler, Stadler, Stadler art pens. Oh, well, I've got all sorts of shit. But my point is, is that sometimes you just need to fill some gaps, and you don't need bits of fucking Mangy Snot felt all over it. I mean, this is so far removed from anything that I understand. Well, it bothers me. All no, right. I, I allow it. All right, we're in this together. Good. Are you sure you haven't thought about using a quill? <laughs> You fucking troglodyte. A fucking ink pot. Yeah. Just wet your fucking quill. Quill. Goop. Nib. Nib. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? The trifecta is complete. Tri- <laughs> trifecta. <laughs> Man, I love words. Words are fantastic. <laughs> so what are you hating? Uh, well, again, as like you, I've got two. Um, the first one I'm going to go for is quite simply called Goatee Accessories. Okay. So I was on the train to London and sat opposite a guy who looked like kind of peak 90s Rob Halford, the lead singer of Judas Priest. Right. Bold goatee. I mean, to be fair, goatees could just be on the list. But, <laughs> and he had, like, he twizzled a bit. Now, bearing in mind, his beard was definitely shorter than mine. Right, right. He twizzled a bit into a point, as I'm doing right now, and put a little bead in it. What? And you can buy like beard baubles, uh, and I mean, I know obviously they're novelty and whatever, but it's just like it's uh, a beard. Yeah, no, come on. Just fucking leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Stop messing around with it. Stop trying to make it more complicated. It's like the beard championship. Have you seen oh, it on Netflix? Yeah, like fuck the world off. championships of beards. Like, yeah. I mean, the I, German guys with all the twizzles and yeah, all that stuff. You know, there's 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 a there's a um, a stall outside a place called Snoopers in Brighton, which sells like beard oil and beard combs and beard wax beard and bits. beard accessories. You go into super drugs or boots now, you can buy beard oil. It, it, like, it does not, it, like, it's pointless. It's pointless. Beard <laughs> shampoo. Just use normal shampoo. Or don't shampoo it at all. It's a fucking beard. <laughs> it's not meant to be... It's manly. It doesn't wash. Yeah, it doesn't be plagued with all this nonsense. It doesn't need to be fragranced. But you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? It just, just needs to marinate in its own oils for It's a beard. It's not a fashion accessory. Tell that to the top knots. Uh, well, I mean... It, Top knots are on my list. Yeah, but top knots are dying out, which is a, the best thing that's ever happened. It's like you look like a really shit sumo wrestler. Well done. <laughs> well done. Well, it's not even the top knot. The top knot's kind of okay if you've got long hair, I think. It's the top knot with the undercut. Oh. It's like, unless you're going to go full James Hetfield 1980s or like 89 sort of skullet. Unbelievable hair. Yeah, fine. If you're going to go full like thrash metal undercut, great. But just that stupid fucking thing on the top of your head. Yeah, just that little bit. Yeah, it's preposterous. It's pre- you sort of look and go, oh, have you got some shit on your head? Oh no, it's actually attached to your scalp. What are you doing? Hair. Ah, oh, I mean, do you know what I mean? It's outrageous. I know people who go to the barber and get like full beard massage. Like 
I don't want another dude, or woman at that matter, gender is irrelevant, I don't want anyone massaging my face. Unless you're a masseuse. Fine, if you're a masseuse and I go for a full facial, whatever, go to a spa, fine. I don't want some fucking barber, I'll just lean back on this sink, because we can't afford proper hair washing devices. <laughs> just put your, let me move the crockery out of the way first. You're fucking massaging your beard. I've got to stimulate the hair follicles. No, you don't. Let <laughs> it grow. It's just a beard. And when it does grow, don't put fucking beads in it. Oh. No one needs beads. Beads are an irrelevant part of society. You don't need beads. Beads do nothing. <laughs> That's it. I'll accept anal beads. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> They are the I've only never used them, I've got no anything. interest in them, but fine. But if that's your thing, you some people like them, that's cool. But any other bead. So, unless it's an anal bead, no beads. Slash, you remember the old, I know my dad had one, I can't remember if your dad did, but that phase of like E reg cars where the, the, the driver would have all oh, of those the, like the beaded seat thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like, why are you sitting on beads? What, what was it? Did, what, the room dividers as well. You could get the ones yeah, that were yeah, like yeah. streamers, but you also had the beaded ones. Yeah, yeah. Which every time you went to walk through it, would either like catch on some yeah, yeah. part of your body and yeah, yeah. rip it off. But it was fun. It was, it was jovial. Not, so it's unless not, it's not like a beard bead. No, no, don't yeah. need them. Fuck the beard beads. Fuck beard beads. Now with my second. Hateless entry, I yeah. run the risk of potentially alienating a large segment of society. Right, okay. But, I am ne- I'm nervous. But, if I'm honest, they deserve to be segregated. Because they're ra- rather stupid in my eyes. Okay, I am nervous, but I'll go, we'll go with it. This is, a, this is a safe zone. Flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly... I had no idea you were going to say that. Flat earthers. I agree. Fuck the flat earthers, man. What Let's just are go you in. talking about? Yeah, go on. You go, man. Now, I'm not... You know, I have no doctorate in science. You no, know, I'm no. not an astrophysicist. I'm, none, none of these things are my, my realm. But I'm interested in the planets, yeah, yeah, the yeah. universe, the creation, etc. One thing I'm fairly certain of is that we are not floating around in infinite space on what is essentially a massive slice of bread mm. with a dome on it, like a fucking snow globe. So I'm good. Okay, so I need to. You're gonna to need to educate me a bit Ugh. because the whole flat Earth thing. Whilst I understand what it is and I've seen a lot about it, I don't really understand what it is that they believe. My understanding apart from is, that the Earth is flat. Well, yeah. The, my understanding is is that it actually comes from biblical belief. Right. I think we should scoot. Let's scoot past that. The problem is that it, it kind of does because it says right. in the Bible in places about there's uh, you know the ever everlasting planes and the firmament and all this sort of shit mate anyway if I skip past it what these guys believe is is that yes we're floating around on a big bit of toast with a dome over the top of it what's the dome for? the firmament that keeps us here the firmament? firmament what the fuck's firmament? it's another word for dome oh right okay I guess I'm sounding really dumb I I don't know because it, it 
I've had a couple of conversations with flurfers. Flurfers? Flurfers. Tell me that's not what they're called. The the Flurfer Society, I think, is a real thing. Shut the fuck Flurfers up. UK. Or something. <laughs> fucking mate. That anyway, is infuriating. Anyway, I've had a few chats, and I honestly think that my words would have been better spent just screaming at a wall, mm. because it doesn't matter. The earth, there's a, there's enough YouTube videos to prove to you that it's flat. There's, I mean, sorry, can I just say, if you're trying to get your evidence from a YouTube video, you should you, probably expand you. your understanding a bit. Thank you. There, there's also um, far too many instances of science being disproved. And, oh, mate, it's, just, it's painful. Okay, so I've got two, two things I think I want to bring up. Go for it. The first thing would be, I, this has passed me by <laughs> completely because... I find it preposterous the thought that anyone could think that f- the flat earth exists. That it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. And the second thing is, who gives a fuck? Well, if yeah. all of a sudden, tomorrow, we found out that the earth was flat, our lives would change in no way. No, because everything would still be exactly the same. It would still be same. exactly the same. Except you get a bunch of fucking troglodytes rolling around saying they were right alright well done yeah and all your globes would be defunct I don't have one well there you go so it means it means nothing to me I I mean I can't believe uh, luckily I've never met a a flurfer oh my god I don't know if we can keep using flurfing it just sounds so it sounds Un- like a weird sexual act. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I got what happened flirfed. last night? Oh, she flirted me last night. <laughs> really? Did you have to ask her? Nah, she was just up for it. Had a really good flirting session. Did you? It really did. How, How? yeah, I, I haven't flirted for a while, actually. Well, it sounds like a word that it was made up on Rick and Morty. <laughs> doesn't it? I'm squatching here. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's what I'm flirting here. Flat earthers... This is a message directly from Babbleman HQ. Fuck you. So my second one this week is, I've, I've titled Cafe Grease Smell. Cafe Grease Smell, that's fairly self-explanatory I feel. So it's a quick one. You go into a cafe to order some delicious bacon sandwich or fry up and the the toll that you have to pay the price that you pay is not just monetary but also the fact that for the rest of the day you will smell like you've bathed in a deep fat fryer <laughs> and quite frankly it's not worth it <laughs> it's never worth it not worth it that sausage is never good enough no i mean that's the story of my life <laughs> <laughs> Now, something strange has happened. What? Well, we have had someone who has been in contact Mm. who has contributed three different stories. Okay. Now... Who is this person? Well, this person would like to remain anonymous. I don't know why. Um, Okay. But I refer to them as Beaker, as in... 
Beaker from the Muppets because they tend to go me 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 me. Uh, okay. I yeah. Kinda, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll move past that. Yeah. So, sort of sneaky beaks, or call this beakles about some I like, kind I of. Like, I'm I trying like. with the puns. I know you like the puns. I do like um, the puns. The first one is Crocs have started to make heels, as in wow, a heel. What? They're making Crocs with heels, as in like a stiletto heel, or like a boot. Like they're making no, it. like a heel, like a out-out kind of heel. What? Well, not only have they made it, the first run has completely sold out, and people are paying thousands of pounds for them. Why? Maybe they just like the air that gets to their feet. Maybe they like the feeling of being a really confused three-year-old. Perhaps. In heeled jelly shoes. They are. I don't give a shit. I mean Crocs are stupid. Oh yeah, I agree, I hate Crocs. And then but what I hate more is when the pe when this isn't a hate list, but when people say, oh, I only wear them in the garden. Oh, don't fucking wear them. Don't wear them, full <laughs> stop. Full shaklaki. Full don't, stop. Don't actually need them. Okay, so what what uh, I don't like that, but it, it thank you for bringing it to my yeah. attention. The second all of these are infuriating. Right. That's the kind of that's the point. That's that's the theme. Yeah, of, of they are content. kind of things to spark our it's like Beaker's fury. Yeah, Beaker's just... fury. Yeah, um, Kylie Jenner donations. Now, oh. I'm going to admit that I am not necessarily clued in to Kylie Jenner or what she does, which I don't think is very much. But let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. People are giving her money. Now, it was my understanding that she's pretty well off anyway. I, well, I'd assume so. Yeah. Um, they're giving her money. They're donating money, i.e. something like a GoFundMe or, or, a, or a you know crowdfunding thing, because yeah. they want to try and make her the first female billionaire. So they, they're giving someone who's got money some more money for the purpose of uh, having more money. Essentially, yes. <clears throat> now, there are two things about this. I know your uh, uh, <sighs> listeners, Lee, is not happy about it. His face is furious. It's, 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 it's infuriating because... social commentary on the fucking isn't state it? of it. Isn't I mean, it? Uh, Give your money to something that matters. Give your money to something that counts. It does matter. She wants to be the first one to have a billion dollars. She, she basically just wants to be Dr. Evil. But you kind of think, why not give money to a doctor or a fucking teacher or a labourer or a fucking bin man or someone that needs more money? Because their sister ain't got a big ass. I mean, what Kim Kardashian's famous for what? Fucking Ray J like 10 years ago oh. and now fucking Kanye West. Yeah, basically. Well done. Well done. That's the gist. I mean, outrageous. I hate I mean, outrageous. But again, thank you, Beaker. Um, and the last <laughs> one, now this is really prevalent, and, and I feel I left this one to last because I feel like we have a, a little bit to say about this. Um, yeah. Beaker sent us a, a link to an article which said, um, England fans 
who got tattoos of It's Coming Home speak out. <laughs> About their traumatic events. Now, giving someone who is delusional enough to get an It's Coming Home tattoo on their body, a platform to speak, is one of the mo- is 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 the most outrageous you, thing about you are this whole thing. The problem. Why? 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 <laughs> why did you get an England tattoo or an It's Coming Home tattoo? Why are you now annoyed about it? What, what's he going to do? Turn up and go? Yeah, I've got a tattoo because I'm a bit of a prick. I was upset at myself, and now we're not talking. My wife and kids have left me. Well, because they realise you're fucking stupid. Exactly. It's cool that you give a shit. I'm all behind you. Fill your boots, mate. But don't assume. Don't Don't assume. And also, as I I think I've said this before, after they'd won, I think against Colombia, a guy stood in the middle of a flower bed in Brighton, just pissing, singing it's coming home. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? National pride. What? Pissing on a fucking flower bed. Congratulations, mate. You were one step above a fucking dash hound. Yeah. We're German. (laughs) And that's why we (laughs) hated the Brexit. It's time for us to go. Yeah, man. You're going to have to... uh, uh, I was going to buy you a can of Iron Brew the other day, but I wasn't entirely sure whether it's acceptable. If it passes the standards. It's hard to tell. Well, okay, if you want to go there, I have twice now bulk bought old <laughs> recipe iron brew from Glasgow. Ugh. Next day delivery, mate. Courier. I, I, couriered to my cour- door. <laughs> 24 cans. Give me the cans. Give me the brew. Give me the fucking brew. Yeah, man. So, no, it was, that would have been very nice of you, but it probably would have been the wrong one. Well, it, it got me to thinking. Yeah. I, I was like, well... What other things have been ruined? I mean, things that have been changed that are now worse. You know, they've been changed for the worse. So not like, I don't know, the government. <laughs> no, no, no. So no. little things. No, look. Yeah, okay. Things that, that that have been changed, whether it be once, i.e. Iron Brew, or numerous times, and it's never really an improvement. It's intended as an improvement, mm. but it's not. Okay. I'll give you an example yeah, from my on, side. So yours yeah. would be Iron Brew. Yeah. They intended to change it for the better, less sugar, etc. Now it's it's not Iron Brew. No, it's an abomination. Mine would be my phone. Every time okay. it updates, it's supposedly updating for the better. Mm. But somehow, they managed to find one tiny feature that I fucking love, and they remove it, or they fuck it up and change it in some yeah. way. Every fucking time. It drives yeah. me nuts because then you just got to relearn something. I hate that. What other things? Um, I mean, if, weirdly, food comes to mind quite quickly. I think I think you could always go for like the, the recipe change as a yeah recipe change. I can remember this was a few years back. I I always used to like a like a Ginsters spicy chicken slice. Yeah, and now <laughs> yeah the old the old. The old recipe was delicious, and now on the front it even tells you um, new tikka flavour. It's not a spicy chicken slice then; it's a chicken tikka slice. Okay, and it's still fine. I don't eat them now, but 
you don't you need to mess with didn't it. Need to there's there's nothing it. wrong with it. Ain't it broke, don't fix it. Perfectly edible. <laughs> it was wonderfully acceptable as it was. It was absolutely fine. Another thing that comes to mind, and this really drives me insane. I know this is not meant to be a hate list, but let's face it, listeners, everything's a hate list on the bubble then. Um the fact that it is like a fucking mission to watch something on the iPlayer now because you have to sign in uh, you can't just watch anything you have to sign in I've got one go on any website cookies oh god the GDPR thing man you you go to go on any website and before you've even had a chance to make sure that you've loaded up the right page yeah. a big thing goes yeah. we use cookies would you like to know about it no I never want to fucking know about it. I don't no, care. No. You're just going to sell whatever information you get from me being on here to someone else. Fucking crack on. Yeah. Just get out of the way. No, I agree. I agree. And the whole GDPR thing, that changing in data protection. I had emails from things that I didn't even know Mate. I'd signed up for. No, I mean either. We've changed that. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, yeah. Ha- like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that that's annoying. Um... It's tough, isn't it? Because I guess once you start getting into the trenches with things like that, there are certain things which, like bit, perhaps broader things like sizes of clothes have changed. Mm. So you go in and purchase. I hate trying things on in a dressing room anyway. Right. It's always a rigmarole, especially partly because I wear dot mines. So <laughs> you have to set aside five minutes if you want to get out of the fucking things. But. So you go in, right, this is my waist size, this is my shirt size, collar size, chest size, whatever the garment is. Yeah. You go, I'm going to buy this. But now, you have to have ten different sizes depending on what shop you go in. Oh, yeah. You go to X, it's like, why do you need to change that? Why can't they all shop be layouts. uniform? Don't need to change shop layouts. When, it, when a shop gets redone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and you go back in, you're like, what the fuck happened? We've said this on a pod before, where the fuck is everything? Yeah, exactly. I Did, didn't I, need to do that, really. You have to Google map <laughs> how to find your way around TK Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> Just wildly bumbling around. Yeah. I've lost, I've been in there for three weeks, that's yeah. where it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> I've grown a beard. <laughs> With beads With in it. With beads in it. <laughs> Fucking beads. Oh, um, yeah, I think there I think there are there's too many things that have changed where people think this is an improvement mm. where they they don't really know that I don't even know that they do think that well they just think it might be yeah and then they haven't really com- no. you know spoke to the people that are enjoying the thing in the fir- using the thing in the first place so yeah. with that in mind I would like to ensure our listeners that we will never change our format of talking absolute bollocks just nonsense always we're never going to change that. no why would we that's what you tune in for that's what you're going to get even more nonsense next week <laughs> not next not week not next week then. every time see consistency fucked it boys live I'm ashamed of myself <laughs> I thought we'd managed to get through one so close outro without me close. fucking it up so if you'd like to see Ryan fuck up again next week <laughs> tune in next time next, next time at the next pod which won't be released next week no because that's, that's not, not how it works, works.
You'd think I would know that by now. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, everyone's just Every doing... Every fucking time. <laughs>